Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to Student Ministry Matters. My name is Dan Carson, and I'm thrilled that you've chosen to join us for today's conversation about student ministry. Now, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about Christian conferences and specifically about a conference put on by the Baptist Missionary Association of America called SOAR 2020. Now, with me today is Chris Vines, and in addition to being one of our co-hosts, Chris serves as the visionary leader for the SOAR conference. And so, Chris, thank you for joining me for today's conversation. It's great to be here, Dan. Well, before we get to our topic, as we start many of our our uh, podcast with, I want to start with our random question of the week. And again, it gives us a chance to to share a little bit about ourselves. And so I'm going to ask this question. I'm kind of putting Chris on the spot, so I'm going to give him a minute to think about it. Uh, but as an adult, what is your favorite conference that you've attended? Um, for me, recently, I've had the chance to go to the SING conference put on by uh, Keith and Kristen Getty. Um, it's in Nashville. I go and a lot of times you think, well, it's just going to be about music, but man, it's about deep theology. I uh, learned some things about why we should all be singing. I love it. This is, I've gone for three years. Um, Chris's pastor, Cliff Johnson, has attended the, the Sing Conference, ran into him last year there. Uh, just fantastic. In addition, you get incredible music. And so it's one that I've loved. How about you, Chris? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, well, I've never been to the scene conference. I would love to go cliff. Uh, as you said, he, he has gone and he's always scheduled me to preach when he goes. So I haven't been able to go. Um, but, uh, but I love to preach. So I'm thankful for those opportunities. I would say most recently, uh, the conference that has, that I've just enjoyed the, the most has been, uh, the cross conference, uh, in Louisville. That, that's uh, that happened actually a year ago, um, and uh, and that's I, I haven't gone to many conferences since then, um, other than SOAR and a couple of others. But but I'd say the cross conference it was just so well done uh, as far as uh, just beginning to end uh, with a very clear purpose and uh, trajectory, and I just I just enjoyed it. Focused on um, really just you know are you a are you a uh, a sender or are you a goer uh, in terms of um, just how we play a part in the mission of God? So I thought it was a really really great conference. Cool. Well, let me ask this. Um, I know for me, I've attended a few youth leader conferences, uh, things that I can learn from that I can grow in. Um, I haven't been to many of them, honestly, because they're where we're located in Arkansas. There's not a whole lot around here. We have to usually drive to Dallas or Nashville or fly even further. Um, and so I've been to a few. Uh, one of the great ones that I've attended is the Youth Pastor Summit. It's in Dallas. It's a day, day and a half little event that's put on um, 
and it's re- really cheap. You pay like $10, $15. Up until just recently, it was free, but they finally decided they need to charge a little something. Hmm. Um, so can you think of a, a youth pastor, or a youth ministry conference that you've been to or that you've experienced? Oh, man, Dan, I, I haven't been to just a lot. Uh, I would say there was one conference that we went to a couple of years ago, and it was a one-day conference in West Palm Beach, Florida, put on by Family Church. And it was okay. it was called Sharper Conference. And that, uh, that was really beneficial for us because um, of just really the heart of that church down there. They did a, a great job. Pastor Jimmy Scroggins is the uh, the lead pastor there and um, just have a, a really cool church uh, in uh, South Florida. And they did this conference and it's basically the tagline is church for the uh, rest of us. And they their heart behind it was simply to um, provide a very meaningful one day experience for pastors of regular sized churches um, mm. and, and to really equip them and, and to give them resources uh, while they're there. And then an ongoing uh, pool of resources after they leave. And so I benefited from it because they, they had their breakouts and different uh, learning sessions uh, by uh, pastoral roles. And so I was, I was able to, to get close to their student ministry and see how they function and just really come away with some good ideas and, uh, and just was really encouraged by it. So I, I would say the Sharper Conference um, was really helpful for me. Great. One of the things that I encourage our listeners to do is join our Facebook group. There is a Student Ministry Matters community. Um, you have to apply for that one. You have to answer some questions, and then we will accept you into that. But um, it the reason for that is so that we can discuss some things there. We keep the conversations private. Um, you know, one of the things that we can do is to share. If we've gone to a good conference, be sure to share that information with other youth pastors, other youth workers, and it can cover any variety of things. Now, um, youth, well, youth pastors, we we have a more limited thing, but don't just limit yourself to student ministry leader conferences. Uh, go out there, learn about worship, learn about theology, uh, serving in the normative size church, you know, whatever it is. Uh, be a lifelong learner. We've talked about that before, about this idea of needing to read, um, to grow. Um, take advantage of those things. Hopefully your church can send you. Um, but I know with some of our listeners, they're bivocational or they're part-time. They can't get away from work to do these things. Um, and we're going to be talking in the the coming weeks about a podcast, or not a podcast, but a conference uh, that Student Ministry Matters puts on uh, that can help student ministry leaders and student ministry workers. And so we just want to encourage you to to be listening for that. And you can find out more information at our website, studentministrymatters.com. But today's conversation is about Christian conferences and the student, um, how that is beneficial to them, how that works in their lives. And then specifically, uh, we're going to hear from Chris as he shares a little bit about the SOAR conference and how that can be something of use to you. So let's begin with this question. What is the value in Christian conferences for students? They're big, they're they're loud, um, they are brief as you look at those things, but I feel like they have value. Chris, I know as we were talking before we started recording, you do too. Uh, share some of those things. Yeah, um, 
You know, I, I think the the value of a conference, when I think about from a, a student pastor perspective, uh, because I am one, why and answer, and answer the question of why I would take uh, my kids or a group of my kids to a conference, I would say it's because I want them to be exposed to very focused uh, teaching on a particular on a particular subject um, or uh, or knowing that there's going to be a particular speaker there that that I just really want my kids to to hear from I, I think that uh, that is all motivation for why I would go um, usually conferences are are located in um, more metropolitan areas and so that that adds a, a little bit different dynamic you know than say like going to camp or something like that. And, um, you know, Dan, I, I, I said this to you, I don't, I don't know if it communicates well to, to others, but, uh, it, it's just the way it kind of hit my brain is, you know, a, a conference is a lot like a fast paced roller coaster. Uh, you know, I'm thinking specifically of a uh, rock and roller coaster at Disney world, you know, you get in your seat and man, you better hang on because it's 60 miles an hour from the get-go all the way to the end. It's just high impact. Like you said, they're loud. There's a lot of information. And uh, and I think those kind of settings do our teenagers uh, a lot of good uh, whenever they're just exposed to a lot of good teaching um, in, a, in a short amount of time. I believe that's a, I believe that's a really uh, big benefit for them and for our student ministries. Well, I know you also talked about how how that varies and how that compares to, say, a camp experience. And we've talked about camps before. We see a lot of value in taking our groups to church camp. We mm-hmm. we love them. Yep. Uh, but there is a big difference. You, you talked about a roller coaster for a conference. How did you describe camp? Yeah, uh, I, I think of camp more like the log ride. You know, uh, it takes a little bit longer to develop. It's got a steady flow to it. There's scenery and and just good things along the way. But you know that as a youth pastor and and also as a student, you know that there's going to come a point in that camp setting where uh, there's going to be a very climactic event. You know, uh, and um, and you just kind of get ready for that. So it's all just kind of anticipating that um, that big. Uh, that big call, uh, coupled with you know great teaching and um, community and and all that kind of thing, uh, I think that's that's the way I think about it. Again, it may not communicate to everybody else, but uh, that's how I view camp. No, I I think that's a great way to look at it because when we go to a conference, there there's a lot that happens. Um, you know, I I, I see a lot of value in us spending some time with our students. I'll, there's so many sides to that that process. One of the things that I love about a conference is usually you're going somewhere to get there and you are going as a group. So there's that travel experience. Yeah. I know that I've had some some good trips. I've had some bad trips, <laughs> um, some scary trips. Um, when it was my birthday, it falls around the same time as we'd leave for this the conference that we're going to talk about today. And so one of the students decided, I'm going to get him a Nerf gun. 
And so they love that. In fact, I wouldn't suggest this, don't recommend this by any stretch, but we had a Nerf gun fight in our 15 passenger van on the way oh, wow. to Soar. Wow. Because the kids said, hey, when we stopped halfway through, I got to get me a Nerf gun so I can fight too. <laughs> and it just got worse and worse. Luckily, I wasn't driving. That's what um, <laughs> Yeah. I was going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> it is important. But during that trip, there was a lot of community built. Um, and it spilled over to our time in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- those things will help carry you through the school year when you are just barely seeing each other on a Wednesday night, or you're just touching base very briefly and maybe a text, uh, you know, you've got that shared experience. Mm-hmm. And so I love those things. I love, uh, the opportunities that it brings, uh, but uh, in addition, when you're going to a conference, at least for most of us, uh, you know, many listening are in smaller or more normative sized churches, and we don't have large uh, youth budgets. So we have to maybe raise funds in that process. And so, again, not only do you have the fellowship aspect on the trip itself, you have an opportunity to grow together as a group as you're working towards that end goal. You know, we want to go to this because it's awesome. It's fun. It's there's great music, there's excitement. Mm. And so they build and they work together and they build up their funds and then boom, they can go. And it's, uh, everybody has that opportunity. And so, you know, it, there's just, there's a lot of value to taking a group of students to a conference. Um, you know, I love some of the things that you said, Chris, about the, uh, the speakers, you, you hear of a speaker that you want your students to hear from. And the reason that sticks out to me is because I've taken students to conferences. I have said the exact same thing to them a hundred times on Wednesday nights <laughs> that I get to the conference, the speaker stands on the stage, says that thing. And then the student after, did you hear him? He was awesome. He told me this. And it's like, I've said that a hundred times, man. But yeah, you know, yeah. you, you don't say that to your students. <laughs> you just enjoy it because they're getting it. That's right. And that's, it's pretty fantastic. Well, Christian conferences are important. I think that as a part of our student ministries, um, if you can figure out a way to make them happen, and they don't have to be an annual event, um, but man, every other year, every three years, make them a big deal. Um, If you can go every year and make it a part, um, then you can work with what is being taught and the rotation and some of those things can become a part of your student ministry. Um, There's just a lot of value in that. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the SOAR Conference. Um, SOAR Conference has been around uh, our churches for, well, just been around for a long time now. Um, Chris and I were talking about it before the podcast began, um, and I'm going to let him share some of the details, but it's been around since the early 90s. Um, my, my wife was a part of those first events. She was one of the musical guests. And she's not a famous person by any stretch. She was a part of the Temple Baptist Church of Little Rock, their youth choir. And so she sang on stage as a part of that, that first, uh, first SOAR conference. That's cool. Um, but we celebrated, you know, the 25th um, SOAR at 2015. And so we're going to be gearing up for another kind of five-year mark soon. But Chris, what is SOAR? And just share a little bit of the history that you know of. Yeah. Well, Dan, it's, uh, you know, SOAR, like you said, started back in the early 90s by um, some people that that some of us will know, some of us may not, but Bobby Tucker and 
Donnie Parrish uh, were, were two of the main guys who just started soaring. And it came, uh, my understanding, just from their heart of wanting there to be a uh, a a big gathering of teenagers for our association of churches. And, and so they... Uh, they put this thing together, and SOAR stands for Sold Out and Radical. Um, and like you said, for almost 30 years now, SOAR has been going strong uh, during the summer. It happens each year um, r- right around the, the 4th of July. Uh, and uh, like this year, it's going to be July 1st through the 3rd. Um, it started out with, I believe there was somewhere around 500, maybe 600 people at the first soar, which is really amazing. Um, and, and we have seen it peak, I think all the way to like 2,500. And, um, and so, man, there's, uh, it's just really cool to see what God has done and, and to see how God is still bringing, you know, uh, hundreds and, and even thousands of teenagers to soar, uh, each, each year, each summer. You know, what I love is when you tell people what SOAR stands for, sold out and radical. It is so early 90s. Yeah. But yeah. It, uh, but it, that, that was that was cool and it was awesome. But the name stuck and the name has been a powerful thing um, because the conference has. I've seen young men, young women surrender to lives of ministry. Um, we've had the chance to to hear missionaries over the years. We've seen youth pastors and youth groups be crazy and goofy, and it's fun. But at the same time, we've seen the gospel shared. Um, people have committed their lives to Christ. Uh, just a powerful thing. For, for nearly 30 years, this conference has been going on, and uh, it's a, it's a powerful thing. It's like the largest gathering of BMA Baptists um, in our country every year, um, and that's that's encouraging. Well, what is your personal history with the conference? How, I know that you're now the visionary leader, um, but w- how have you been involved over the years? Um, did you attend as a, a student? You know, what was that like for you? Yeah. Uh, so in 2005 was my first soar. Um, now I'm, I'm going to date myself or actually show myself how, how, show how young I am, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> not, not really date myself. But in 2005, I was 15. Um, I was a teenager. I grew up in a small BMA church, uh, in small town, Arkansas. Uh, but I had no idea what the BMA was. Uh, I didn't know what SOAR was. Truth be told, Dan, when I went to SOAR for the first time, I went because a girl that I liked invited me to go. And I was like, here we go. This is awesome. And it was in Atlanta, Georgia. So talk about a, a bus ride. Um, that was that was huge. And so we went all the way to Atlanta, Georgia, 2005 for for SOAR. And man, what was really cool, and I don't, I don't say this in an over-exaggerated way at all, is I went there for one reason, and, and the Lord, uh, man, He used SOAR. Uh, to really open my eyes uh, to some to just the things that he is doing in the world around me, and uh, and man, I came back um, really just not fired up about sore, but fired about what up about what God uh, was doing, and and it yeah. just it just opened my eyes. It was a catalyst for just opening my eyes, and uh, I remember it, it. I was so excited about it that. Uh, I came back to my my small church, and I don't know where the boldness came from. 
other than just to say it came from the Lord. And uh, I stood up in our next business meeting and I just said, hey, I went to this conference called SOAR. Again, no idea that it was a BMA thing. <laughs> and I just said, we need to go. Uh, we need to take a group next year. And um, somehow our church, you know, they they respected and uh, they they were gracious enough just to to um, allow us to be able to start going to soar after that. And and so uh, that started my journey of just kind of going to soar and being a part of soar. And man, it's just a great honor and uh, and privilege to to be able to be in, in a leadership role now. And, and, you know, along with a lot of other great leaders in our, in our association who are putting in a lot of time and, um, and prayer to, to what is, uh, making soar be what it is. So I, I love it. It is, um, my personal history is in 2008, um, I started going to soar again, um, as I was a, a youth pastor of a church that sort of was a part of the culture of the church. They had gone to this conference for many years and again, with it being around for, for nearly 30 years now. Um, and so I've been every year except, uh, one year within that time since 2008. And I went 93 and then 96 as times with churches that I was at. Um, and just, it's been so great to see how God has used it, um, in all sorts of people's lives. And what I love is that really it's, even though it is put on by our group of churches, there's just so much value for others. Yeah. And it is a, it's a powerful conference and I love seeing, you know, students, um, gathering. And even if you go back to that, what is the value in Christian, uh, conferences for students, man, seeing others that are your age as a student, seeing that many when, when you're at uh, 1,500, 2,000, 2,500, it just, in, it's incredible that all these people are here to worship God. And that is just that question that hangs in your mind. It's like, man, that's cool. I mean, my school is, is big and it's good, but man, this is incredible. This past fall, I had the chance to go to Fields of Faith at Farmington High, you know, and there were probably 200, 300 students out there, maybe, maybe a little bit more. And that's exciting to see, but there's this huge difference between 200, 300, um, and 1500 and 2000. And it's so encouraging, uh, just, you know, as, as you're a, a student in that age. Yeah. Well, let me, let me ask this because there are a lot of good youth conferences out there. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them have great music. They're exciting. There's a lot of things, um, that they provide, um, that, you know, we could just say, Hey, I'm just going to take my student to this. Um, what makes the SOAR conference unique? That's a great question. I, I think, uh, the best way for me to answer that is just to know what we always come back to what SOAR is always about. And, uh, it is, it's our desire for SOAR, um, to, to lead teenagers, to learn, love and live the mission of God. Mm. Um, that, that's what we want to do. We want kids to, uh, to learn what the mission of God is. We want them to love uh, what God is doing in the world around them. And I would add to that, love their local church because the church is the vehicle in which God is using to accomplish his mission. And, uh, and then to, to live radical lives that are sold out for the mission of God. Uh, and so 
it, it, it's something that we always try to do. Um, and, and it's in my mind constantly is I want, I want the, the common question of, you know, what is God's will for my life? Which it seems like, you know, we've, we've probably all asked that question before. And I know there are teenagers that are definitely asking that question right now. They want to know what is God's will for my life? You know, who, and, and they usually mean, what am I going to, who am I going to marry? Where do I need to go to school? All those kind of things. And that's what they mean. But there's a really, uh, there's a lot better question out there. And, and the one that I want them to be asking and the one that, um, I, I believe soar leads teenagers to ask is God, show me your will, show me your mission and how can I be a part of it? Uh, that's a much better question to ask. I believe is to, is to recognize that, that God's already doing something in the world around us and that the world around us does not actually revolve around us. Um, and, and to know that God wants to include you and me in on his mission. Uh, I can't tell you how much of an impact that had on me as a, uh, just a, you know, blockhead 15 year old, you know, from small town, Arkansas, who thought that, you know, all I knew was the 400 people in the town that I grew up in. And, uh, and then all of a sudden I was just kind of bombarded with this big picture of, of who God is and the fact that he is, he is building a, a family of all kinds of people from all nations and, and languages, uh, and backgrounds, you know, and he's been doing this since the beginning of time, right? And, and so when I came to SOAR, man, my eyes were open to that and, and just began expanding. And uh, man, I have high hopes for that uh, to continue happening in the lives of, of teenagers. And so I would say that is what's um, unique about SOAR is we focus heavily on leading teenagers to learn, love, and live the mission of God. Mm. I love that. I do. That gives me a very clear picture of of what the leadership is thinking and what they're hoping to accomplish. Um, SOAR is a, is a great conference. Um, we've got it coming up this summer. And so I know that this year's theme is called Multiply. Can you tell tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so last year, uh, it, was, it was one lost sheep, and it was talking about how how Jesus pursues that that lost uh, one one lost sheep, but the the conference ended with this this phrase and kind of this tone that it's it's never just about the one that God is um, a God who is multiplying his followers and he actually uses us to do that and so that just naturally is what we have flown uh flowed into this year and so we want to really focus on uh what it means to be a a follower of christ and to uh make followers of christ and so it's this idea of of you've got to be one to make one um but but to know that uh that god is he wants to use us to to multiply uh I, 
what I'm going to call these God glorifiers around us and in our community. I believe that God wants to glorify himself, and and I believe that he's going to use teenagers and, and all other kinds of people to uh, to do that in their communities. And so really excited about the, the multiply theme. That is great. Let me ask a few questions about the details for SOAR, because I know that that's always the question. You talk about going to hear a specific speaker, uh, what's the music like, things like that. So let's start there. Who is is our speaker, the primary speaker for this year's SOAR conference? Yeah, his name is Andy Comer. Andy is the the lead pastor at Antioch, Georgetown, down in Georgetown, Texas. He was our speaker last year, and like I've already said, he, he did such a great job of of leading us into uh, this this idea that Jesus pursues the one. And, and so we just thought it would be great to have him back uh, for one more year. And so he's excited to come. Um, we have, as far as music goes, uh, our band called Soar Collective. And man, I love these guys because these guys, yeah. these guys are serving in our churches. They, they are, they're pastors and they're worship leaders and they love the local church and they come together uh, during these few days at SOAR and just do an awesome job of leading us in worship. Um, and so, and all that's going to be happening at uh, the, the Gaylord Texan resort there in Grapevine, Texas, July 1st through the 3rd. Um, and uh you didn't ask this, but I'm going to say it, you know, we also have, uh, you know, because it's a, it's a, you know, we've got a bunch of teenagers coming in one spot. We want to have some fun. And so, uh, we've got flame coming to do a concert for us and man, that's going to be, that's going to be fun. Um, I know my kids are excited about flame and, uh, getting to, to just, uh, be in that atmosphere with a lot of other people. Well, there's a, so a couple other things that I know that we've done over the years and I've seen over the years, um, at the SOAR conference, we have something called the SOAR Village. Yep. Um, tell, tell us about that. Oh, man. Jason Pruitt, uh, who who heads up our Daniel Springs camp, um, he does an awesome job. He and his crew volunteers setting up the village. I'll just say this. The village, um, I'm so glad it's it's there. Uh, we, we've had it before, and then it, it went away for a little bit, and we brought it back. And, and I'm just so glad it's there because um, – I think that's a, a crucial part of of teenagers uh, loving the church and loving um, other people because you get in a room and you just have a bunch of fun. You know, that's what the village is all about. It's just a big community room where sometimes we have huge inflatables um, and they can just, man, rock and roll on those things. Other times it's, it's just other stuff, you know, depending on the space that we have. But uh, what's always constant is um, community happens. And it's not just within our groups. It's actually where churches are having community with one another and uh, a lot of fun. So I love the village. Well, I know that some of my students over the years have have they met other students throughout our group of churches and, uh, you know, just at this conference. And then they would have a chance to interact with them during that time. The, the village is open. It's a fun place. Yep. Um, I, and again, I, I agree with you, Chris. I'm glad that that's a part of it. Now, there are a couple other things that I'd, I'd like you to to speak about. The one is our breakout groups. That's mm-hmm. something that we've done in the past. Um, and again, we haven't had them in the past, and it's kind of gone back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really enjoyed what I saw last year. What What are the breakout groups? Oh, man. Um, the breakouts, I believe, are crucial to... Uh, what we want to accomplish with the SOAR conference. You know, we're, we're together in, um, in a hotel, you know, for 
uh, about three days. And, uh, and so we want to really focus on uh, teaching the Word of God in those main sessions. And the breakouts are where we're able to go even deeper. Uh, we get to teach kids how, how to lead a Bible study or start a Bible study in uh, maybe their, uh, in their band or in their basketball team or uh, maybe even just what it looks like to uh, share the gospel with a friend. And so those breakouts, they have, we have uh, a wide range of topics, but they, they all undergird what we're trying to do uh, in that short amount of time while we're together at the conference. And so I believe our youth pastors have really enjoyed them. And I found that our youth pastors are actually going to the, the breakouts with their kids, which I love. Um, it, it just, it just uh, allows so much more conversation to happen among groups and uh, and I believe that in a conference style setting, you know, breakouts are. Uh, I'm just I'll just say it. I think they're necessary. I think they're they're, uh, and I'm glad that that we have them. Noah Hill, who is one of our youth pastors in Oklahoma, man, he's leading that up this year, and I'm so excited. I've been talking to him, and he's got uh, man, he's got some great stuff uh, to to uh, you know put out there for us this year. Yeah. Well, I know that when we are listening in a big session, um, it's easy for a student, for an adult to disengage at different points. Uh, but when you're in that smaller setting and you have uh, people right there and, and you maybe are hearing others ask questions, get involved, uh, man, that's, that, that is good stuff. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I really enjoyed seeing happen uh, was a prayer team develop. Mm-hmm. And that is something that you don't, we, we of course would love to see everybody at this conference, but perhaps you're an adult, you're not taking a group, you're listening today and you're thinking, well, I can't do anything because we don't go. You can become a part of that prayer team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to have people praying for the conference leading up to it, praying during the events of that conference, and then even praying up, uh, praying as students go back home, mm-hmm. as they are engaging in some of the things that they've been challenged with. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who leads the prayer team at our, our SOAR conference? Her name is Kristen Riddle, and, and man, she she is passionate about this, and I, I love it. That's that's uh, that's what makes my my role so much fun is really just having people like Kristen who are just who are gifted in this way and uh, who love I mean absolutely love uh, you know what they what they're doing and man she does a great job leading our our prayer efforts prayer teams and Dan I'll say this everything that you said is true you know praying before the conference is great and I encourage if anybody's listening to this and they want to be a part of that man just find us on. Uh, you know, on Facebook or Instagram at SOAR Conference, leave us a comment somewhere and uh, we can get you connected, you know, uh, with Kristen on how you can begin praying. But what's really cool is when the conference is going on, Kristen has, she she just works her administrative magic and she, she gets a room filled with uh, youth leaders, uh, volunteers, and anybody else who'll sign up. And while the the sessions are going while the breakouts are happening, even while kids are, are building relationships in the village. Uh, there are people praying specifically for uh, those different things. And so, um, man, I, I absolutely love uh, the prayer room. I, I love what Kristen is doing with it. And so um, it is it is one of those things that I'm so glad is a part of SOAR. 
Well, we could probably sit here for another hour talking about SOAR. Yeah. As you can tell, Chris is passionate about it. Um, I have loved it. I've seen how valuable it's been. Um, and I know the men and women who are involved in putting it together every year. And they, it is a labor of love. Yeah. They care about students. They care about seeing them grow and their relationship with God. Um, I know that you mentioned Facebook. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. There is a SOAR conference uh, account on both of those. Um, there is also a website. What's the the address for that? It is gosoar.com. So G-O-S-O-A-R.com. And it is a new site. Uh, and man, it looks sharp. Really cool. Got a countdown on there. So that kind of gives me some stress nice. knowing that there's only, I think, <laughs> 19 weeks until SOAR. But, Ooh, yeah. but man, it, yeah, it's awesome. You can register there. Uh, you can sign up, you know, go ahead and get a hotel, you know, booked through that site. Um, and so it's, it's pretty powerful, but yeah, I encourage anybody to go check that out. Um, and Dan, just to, not to, to take too much more time, but just to say this, that I know that there's going to be people listening to this, that they're trying to figure out their summers. You know, you're, you're a youth leader and you're just like me, you're trying to schedule things out and communicate things to parents and, and my encouragement to you is just to remember what we said at the very beginning is to know the value of um, of camp, but then also of conferences, and and to I just encourage people to pray. Um, I, I don't want I don't want to assume that soar is a one size fits all for everybody. I believe in it and I love it. Uh, I hope that that kind of comes through this microphone that I'm speaking in. But um, but I encourage people, you know, a youth leader, man, pray what God would have you to do and where he'd have you to take your group. Um, I know that if you come to SOAR and we're going to do everything that we can to, uh, to lead your students, to learn, love and live the mission of God. And that excites me. Mm. Well, it has been great to talk to you today, Chris, about, about SOAR and about all um, that we're looking at. I, I just, like I said, love the SOAR conference, love the leadership and am excited about what God is going to do this summer. Well, on behalf of all of us at Student Minister Matters, thanks for being with us today. We hope that you'll continue to join us as we seek to connect with other student ministry workers. So keep serving. I know that it's hard, but that's what God has called us to do. Let's embrace it together because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.